I've dreamed of having a chance to play in this golf tournament. I, I teared up the first time I got my invitation in the mail. You know, if you're going to choose a golf tournament to win, this would be the tournament I would want to win. Hello, friends. Am I even allowed to say that? It's probably copyrighted, but sod it. We'll try anyway. We'll deal with the consequences later. Welcome to the latest episode of the Bunkered Podcast, probably the last now in association with Callaway. Thank you to my lawyers as ever, and thank you to you for tuning in. Pleasure to have your company. It is Masters time, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest week of the year, that's debatable, is finally here. Michael McEwen, host of the Bunkered podcast, very happy to have your company. And sitting opposite me, Bunkered editor Bryce Ritchie, who is beside himself. He looks as delighted as an azalea that's just bloomed. <laughs> Mr. Dogwood himself. Good morning, Mr. Ev- Ritchie. How every- are you? Everything is debatable when it comes to Augusta. <laughs> and uh, Hello Friends probably is copyrighted, to be fair. Worry about that when, when the letter comes in, shall we? <laughs> I think I'll be the one that has to worry about that when the letter comes in. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm ready. I have no idea what's going to happen. But uh, I can't wait. Why? Why? You know, we we keep on saying this. Why is it? Why is the build up to the Masters so good? But we know why it's so good because we haven't had any any men's major for like ten years. So it feels like it every yes. year. It's the same. The last men's major golf saw Cam Smith beating Rory McIlroy at St Andrews, and I swear to God, I was nineteen when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that putt on 17 seems like a long, mm. long time ago, doesn't it? Do you know how long ago it is? I've had COVID twice since then. Really? I had COVID that day, as we all That's know. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have had COVID since then. So, yes, yeah. you're right. I mean, that's why we get excited, isn't it? Because of the huge build-up, but also because of everything that goes with Augusta and the Masters. And it's just different. It's just special. So this is our Masters preview. Masters preview number... Four, I think, that we've done. I should add, it is currently Thursday, 30th of March, mid-morning, and in 72 hours... I knew hours, that was coming. I, just, I just, will be uh, at the airport on route needs, to Augusta. Nobody needs to know. <laughs> Technically, I'll be at the airport on route to London. Yeah, but, uh, semantics, Bryce. Let's not split hairs. <laughs> but I will be on route to Augusta, whether you like it or not. Let's just deal with it. I'm heading there on Sunday long long journey you've done it three times yourself you know just how interminable a journey that is it's good though the good. end well the end's miserable because you end up in a hellhole yeah. but in the morning nothing beats that's the best monday morning in golf it is so this is my third time going i'm praying to god that this time when i arrive at my hotel which will probably be half two three something like that yeah by the time i drop off john hugging it one of the four golf digest houses i hasten to add Huggies asked for a lift from Atlanta. But anyway, by the time I drop him off and get to my hotel, my only hope is that I have no hassle at check-in. If you've listened to this pod long enough, you will know I've had hassle at that hotel. It's the same one, and they always seem to balls it up. So if you're listening Motel 6, if you're listening Motel 6 in Fort Gordon, I'm coming, and I'd like it to be straightforward. Anyhow, Bryce, enough of that chatter. Masters week is upon us. How excited are you on a scale of 1-2, as Nigel Tufnell would say, 11? 11. Very excited. There's so many. I know you've got in your notes, what are the main storylines? Where where do you begin? There's so much to talk about. And I know we say it all the time, that this is going to be a great Masters. It's just, 
it's just got everything written. All the all the headlines of potential fantastic stories. I so if you had to I pick literally one, cannot wait. What's what's the one thing that's going well, to be really buzzing? Let's be honest. If Rory goes out and shoots three, four, five under, maybe not three under, because that might not be quite sensational, but three, four, five under on the first on the Thursday, sign me up for the the, the Grand Slam train. <laughs> Just where do I sign? It's gonna be great. But I think there's a lot there's a lot more to this Masters than just Rory. There's also stories about Tiger, there's Liv, there's... Listen, you could be here all day. Why not be here all day? <laughs> That's what we're here for, right? There's no limit on this, is there? There's not, but we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it at least a little bit condensed. You're right, we could, we could talk all day about it. We'll get into the players in a second and the, the sort of runners and riders, as they would say. As I mentioned, you've been three times, Bryce. What is the best thing about Augusta? Why is it so special? The smell. Smells different. Said that before. Just smells tremendous. There's there's something about the. You know what I like about Augusta is the respect, the patrons. They they stand and wait to get in those gates at eight o'clock. You've seen them. You we get to go in before them, but they all stand there patiently. Everyone's respectful. Everyone at Augusta walks about with a smile on their face. You can go to other tournaments and see people lying about drunk, sleeping. I've got, been to certain tournaments and seen people sleeping. Yep. I've been to Solheim Cups and Ryder Cups and seen people are sleeping the rough. You just don't get that, Augusta. People are there to watch the golf. I know you said this in, in your column a couple of issues ago. No phones, I think, is a great, great thing, Augusta. You are watching the golf. Everyone's there for the one sole reason. There's no other entertainment that's trying to take you away everyone is either in the merch shop or on the golf course and there's nothing and all the, all other big tournaments you go to are not quite like that there's no superfluous crap is yeah, there i mean look everyone loves a tented village and that sort of stuff yeah. but it doesn't really exist augusta no there's nothing like that there's no, no. more to sit around on big fluffy seats not really. and bean bags and watch no. tv you get your egg salad sandwich you get your Hats and your t-shirts and your pens and your wallets and everything and then you stick them in the the locker and then you go and watch golf and that's what a golf tournament should be and it's cheap. Yes. And it's, it. a, it's just, it's a beautiful golf course. I've tried to explain every time we talk about Augusta but when you get dropped off and you walk down that little corridor between the merch shop and the right hand side of the first fairway and you walk down there and there's a big leaderboard behind you, and you walk out and you see the golf course for the first time. There is nothing like that. You will experience that on Monday morning. I know that Kenny, our photographer, is going for the first time oh, is he? next week. Yeah, right, so Kenny's okay. got tickets. I know that he's going to have that feeling when he walks out, and that's I still remember that absolute first buzz when you step onto the property. There's just nothing like it. I love the Open. The Open's the one you need to win. But a lot of the Masters is like people, that's the one people want to win. You need to win the Open. But people want to win the Masters, I think. And I know they want to win the Open as well, but there's just something about Augusta when you set foot onto the grounds and you look at what's in front of you. Like, the first thing you see is a huge parcel of land, which is not the golf course. Exactly. <laughs> and you, it's at that point you just go, this place is massive. It's huge. And from there, it's just the greatest week of your life. There's a couple of things there, I think. I mean, one, it's the same course every year. I mean, that seems fairly obvious, but because of that, there's such a 
level of familiarity that's not there with any other event. Out, funnily enough, out with the players because people are becoming more and more familiar with Sawgrass. But they're going to go to Hoy Lake this year, Royal Liverpool for the Open. And for a lot of people, it'll be great because it's the Open, but it's a different kind of great compared to the Masters because there's, well, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know where that is. If I was to say to you right now, describe the fourth hole at Augusta, I guarantee you could do it. Yeah, yeah, I know. Which is why it's special. I think I that's, that's a big, big part of it. But then I think, I know what you're saying, but I think that's a good thing about the Open that we do go to pl- a different place every year. I know there's a big call, like, let's go to St Andrews every year. And that, no. I like we go to St Andrews every five years. That makes the return special. I do like the fact that we're going to Hoylake. It's a great course. It's got something different. But then that's why Augusta, I know exactly what you're saying, that's why Augusta's different because you do know the place. And that's why I think the players turned into a great event because it was at this pretty cool golf course. Yep. Everyone that, thinks of the 17th of the players. Yeah. It's like a Pro V1, as we said a couple of weeks ago, it's got an identity beyond Titleist. Yeah. The 17th has got an identity beyond Sawgrass and the players. On the open point, we'll discuss this, I think, in a couple of months, but I've done some thinking on this. I think you should reduce the rotas to five courses. Oh, and I know the five, but okay. it's not It's not the open That's preview. For it's time. not the open preview. On the point of the open is the one you have to win, the Masters is the one you want to win, very quickly, I, I saw some comments from Gary Player in the Daily Mail over the weekend. Really good interview. And amongst the many, many, many tangents that he bounced off on, he did say that he ranks the majors like this. Open first, US Open, US PGA, and the Masters fourth. Yeah. His justification being it's the youngest. So, of course, it's the last. Should add, the US PGA was played as match play when the Masters started. So, in if we want to be specific, it's the youngest. I think it's also quite easy to be a little bit passive-aggressive about a tournament where your son has been banned. But anyway, is it the fourth? Is it the fourth of fourth for you, Bryce? Of course it's not. I mean, we all know why Gary Player's saying that. It's actually embarrassing that he's coming out and saying that. It's just... Give it a rest, honestly. I like Gary Player. I do like... I think he's a great interview. Great value. He's great value. And he's he, when he says things like that, that's why people say he's good value. But it's drivel. And we know why it's drivel. There's reason behind it. He's obviously been told, you say this, you don't say that, this is not allowed. There's obviously things going on behind the scenes, but the whole nonsense with his son, yeah, messy. So Let's we- not even give it the... Honestly, I just I can't believe he's coming out and saying stuff like that. It's nonsense. So where is it for you then? One, two, three, four? For me, honestly, it's number two. The Open... You cannot cannot misunderstand just how important the Open Championships is in men's golf history, heritage, everything. Bobby Jones, James Braid, Old Tom Morris. If you asked me what name do you want, what what trophy do you want your name on? I want to share a trophy with James Braid, Bobby Jones, Old Tom Morris, you know. All the guys that American golfers Jack, don't care about have won the Jack, Open. Yeah, and Jack all the Nicholas, ones they do. Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, th- these these guys, Seve, that was who I want my uh, I want my legacy to be with. But I still want a green jacket as well. <laughs> Can I get a green jacket as well? I'll bring you one back. Don't worry. Thank you. I think for me, the that's Masters, no disrespect to the Masters, by the no, way. No, absolutely not. Because I was just going to say, I think for me, I, I do agree. I actually prefer watching the Masters, but I understand why the Open is a bigger deal. Yeah, if that makes sense. Before we get into players in particular, let's let's deal with the live-shaped hole or problem that we're going to face. 
there's no denying it's going to be one of the storylines that you you reference. There's been talk, although I would say it's quietened down a little bit in the last month or two about 9-11 families potentially protesting outside the gates on, on Washington Road. What are we expecting? Where are we with Liv and the Masters just now, do you think? I don't really see any major change. They're all invited to play. There doesn't appear to be any... I don't think they'll do what the RNA did and not invite any of them into the press tent. I don't. Th- I think they'll be treated like... Like regular guys turning up to try and win a green jacket. I don't think that's going to change. I'm not expecting anything from any of them. And I've I've said this repeatedly. I do find it insane that these guys are not playing 72-hole stroke play. Oh, in terms of form, you're not yeah, expecting Yeah, golf on PGA Tour at a high level. They're not, not daily done that for a, v- a significantly long time. And then walk into Augusta and contend. I'm sorry, that's just bonkers. <laughs> I mean, Brooks Kepka's form's drivel. Bryson DeChambeau's form's poor. I saw the other day Dustin Johnson's only played something like 22 rounds of golf since God knows when. Since the, was it the Open? I mean, that's Jeez. just... If one of them even contends, gets a top 10, I mean, there's... I don't know how many players actually... How many love golfers are actually in the field? There's about a dozen. Is there? There's six past champions. And I yeah. Think then you've got Cam Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. A dozen's actually more than I thought. I, would, I thought it was about nine. So if there's if there's 12 guys, you would think one of them would just have a good week. But I'm honestly not. There's not a chance I'm putting money in any of them. No chance. I will be stunned if one of them makes a top 10. You cannot compete at the level that they're competing at and it's the mental level, the mental stress and everything and then walk into Augusta National and get a top 10. I'm sorry, I just don't see it. I'm happy to be proved wrong and if I'm proved wrong, then I'll hold my hands up but I'm sorry, I don't see it. Dustin Johnson, I think, is the one that's got the best Just about to say that. Past champ. Knows, I mean, what, what more does he need to know about the course and if the conditions are right? We were talking about the mental stresses though. <laughs> and there is a man with the weight of the world in his shoulders at all times. That's yeah, exactly. Johnson, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> right, so let's. I'm going to say one of them will finish top ten, which isn't wow. that different to what you've said. To be fair, yeah. but I think some one one one's going to sneak in. There's too many. There's too many. You would think, and they're all good players. Exactly. Too for them not to happen, but I still don't see it. You trim the fat off the Masters field. We say it every year. You trim the fat off. It's a forty-player tournament, effectively. Yeah. So even if that, yeah. yeah. Right, so let's look at some players individually. Let's start with the man himself, Rory McIlroy. Very simple question, Bryce. Oh, we're starting with Rory and not Scheffler? Starting with Rory. Oh, I forgot. He's the you're big, the, big you're story. The, you're the, you're the fanboy here. See if he wins, by the way. I know. I'll be up on the stage next to him. Never mind asking the question. You'll be helping him get in his jacket. <laughs> Move over, Scotty. I've got this. No, Rory, he is the big story. Is this going to be the year, Bryce? Simple question. No. Oh, I think he's good. I don't think he's quite at where he wants to be. His stats are impressive to a point. I don't think his putting's quite where it needs to be. However, you can always tear apart statistics. He's changed putter, so his statistics and putting don't necessarily fit leading into this week. Cause that's, so that's unfair. But I mean, on uh, strokes gain putting, he's 172nd on the tour. Doesn't say a lot. However, we ha- how many times have we said... When he putts well, he's, like pretty, the match play last he's week. pretty dangerous. Yeah, I thought he was great last week, Rory. Made a slight mistake in not closing him. You're two up three yeah. to play, I'm sorry, you should be winning. Absolutely right. That's an absolute 
an absolute howler that Rory made. I mean, I thought Rory just fell apart. He shouldn't be letting Cam Young back into that match. No, I mean, that was brutal. And then the the, the match with Scheffler, but I, I just, I don't really care what happened with that match. It's <laughs> irrelevant, let's be honest. I mean, the, the fact that they even play that is quite silly because all the focus should be on the final. There should be no semi-final. It's pointless. Nobody cares who came fourth, never mind third. It's just stupid. I think they should have just called it. And that would have put the end to Rory's week. But he did finish with a bit of a flourish, but I don't put a lot on that. I don't really consider it a, a scalp or You're anything not like that. Into no, it, I, don't, I don't read anything okay. into that. I don't think his stats are particularly great. You know, he's 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 not great from the middle of the fairway at the moment, from greens and regulation. He's not particularly deadly. He's still great off the tee. Seems to have turned a corner with the driver. Remember where we were three weeks ago, he was moaning about yes. You know, not liking it, but a very quick and very significant change. Uh -huh. This is the thing, the stat, the putting stats don't look favourable for Rory. But he is playing with a different putter. So Rory's ball flight is absolutely perfect for Augustine to but a high ball far. And there's another one, like going for the green, he's the best on tour at going for the green, he's number one in that stat. But that's the thing we found out at Sawgrass. If he doesn't pick up in the par, par fives, he's he's struggling. So there's to me, there's slight there's just slightly too many ifs with Rory at Acosta. If he puts well, if his driving continues to be the way it is, which there's no reason to suggest it's not. And then if he continues to find the middle of the uh, greens and so on, I just <sighs> I don't think his stats are in his favour when you compare him to Scheffler and Ram. And I think there's a lot on the table for Rory. It's about how it, he compartmentalises that, that yeah. pressure. And he's not historically been good at it. I mean, there's a reason that he's going for number eight, attempt number eight of completing the career Grand Slam. It's because he hasn't dealt with the other stuff that goes which, with it. Which is hugely unfair because his record at Augusta is stunning. It's outrageous. If you were to say who are the best guys, like if you are to say who, who are the guys that are contending, of course Rory's in that story. Who's who, who are the guys that have got unbelievable stroke averages? Augusta, of course Rory's in that bracket. Who's the guys that hits it further than everyone around Augusta? Rory's in that bracket. Who's confident around this golf course? Rory. But it's not about contending anymore. No. He's, he's, got to go out, he's got to go beyond that. And that, to me, is he's got fine greens and he's got whole putts. He's got to bring his package together. I still don't see that quite yet in Rory. Is it trending in the right direction though? A hundred percent. Of course it is. So it could happen. I mean, it could, of course it could happen. Do I see it happening? No, because I think there's, I think there's more dangerous players out with him. Like Scheffler, number one strokes gained off the tee, number one strokes gained tee to green, number one greens in regulation. I mean, Scheffler's number one in greens regulation. Rory's 143rd. Mm. There's just, his, his approach plays brilliant. His driving plays brilliant. He's probably one of the best. Of, like He's number three in three-putt avoidance. He doesn't three-putt very often. He doesn't make mistakes, Scheffler. Whereas Rory does. You know, Rory has little moments here and there. But the thing about Scheffler is he's not exactly a great bunker player, but he doesn't really get into bunkers That's that it, much. Yeah. So I just... I think Scheffler, statistically, it's hard to look past Scheffler. I'm not bothered about the defence. 
I think Scheffler, to me, looks like a guy that's absolutely in the zone. To win at Augusta, you need to be a form player. There's only really two players in the last 10, 12 years that have won at Augusta who haven't really been in form, like haven't had a top 10. Adam Scott and Matsuyama weren't particularly setting the world on fire. Everyone else been in form. Either one had top 10s. Scheffler's in that bracket. Scheffler's in form. I wouldn't, I would say he's in far better, like, you got to be honest, does it look as though Rory's in better form than Scheffler? It doesn't look like it, and the stats would suggest he's not. What I would say is that for all you want to throw those numbers about, about Rory being 171st this and 143rd that, he still was world number one until a couple of weeks ago. He's still world number three, and he is grinding out results. I like the grind. I like the fight. I like the fact that he's had the driver issue. I like the fact that he's made the putter change and it's all worked. And he's resolving problems quickly. Yes. This he is had, a different absolutely. type of Rory McIlroy. He got into a funk before and it took him months to figure a way yeah, out. He's, he's quickly finding solutions. I just have this feeling that he's not quite there yet. But I think Scheffler, Scheffler is primed. Scheffler is ready to walk onto that golf course and play the golf that he knows he can play. I know you say that you're kind of dismissing the whole being the defending champ, but... I don't think we can be that dismissive about it. There's a reason only three guys have ever done it. Yeah. It's very, very hard to do. He's going to have a lot more commitments next week as well. He'll be in the media centre. He's got the Champions Dinner stuff to deal with. He's got other pressures. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> There's a lot to it. Yeah, potentially. But I think he's, um, he's been around the, the block. You have done it as well. Jack, Tiger, Faldo. Three yeah. of the greats of the all greats. time. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Scheffler did it. I am... Um, I'm not buying into any of the the stuff you're talking about behind the scenes, like all the pressures and so on. He he just seems like a level-headed guy. So why is it so Soon. difficult to do? It's <sighs> a good question. Why have only three ever done it? Because it's a hard tournament to win. You know how many people have? <sighs> it's a hard, such a hard question to answer. Honestly, don't know why. Maybe it is the pressures of it, but I I I don't see it like that. Hardly any people defend titles. It's not that difficult. He defended Phoenix. <laughs> That's a big deal to you. <laughs> Massive. Huge. But the I don't I, I, genuinely, I genuinely don't know. But if if I was picking a guy to do it, I would be picking Scheffler. Mm-hmm. He just looks he looks like he's in a really good place. And I think you have to go to Augusta with that mindset. Because Augusta beats you up. It mentally it's tough. Every hole is a killer. And you have to hold your own all the time. That's Scheffler. He does that. He, and he absolutely lose loves the pressure of the big occasion as well. I mean, we spoke to his caddy, Ted Scott, for the latest issue of the mag, and he said that, you know, one of the things that he remembers most and impressed him the most with Scheffler when they started working together was he said, the bigger the stage, the bigger the pressure, the more comfortable I feel. Uh-huh. And like, oh, okay. And that's, that is quite an easy thing to say. But since they've been working together, he has backed it up and backed it up and backed it up. Record's fantastic and he wins big events. I mean, he's won big events. He's not winning second tier events in the PG Tour. He's winning big events and he's contending in all the majors. I think he's got a great chance. But I don't think he's going to be my pick. Oh my God, Bryce, what you did. I know. So you've just made... You almost the perfect me. the perfect case for Scheffler. Yeah, you, well, almo- you almost convinced me. But now you're saying, having said all that, you're like Alan Sugar on The Apprentice firing someone. You were rubbish. Having said yeah. that, you were also rubbish. So 
But What's, in reality, I'm going to get rid of him. I know. So who's your man? It's John Ram, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. I love the shout. I think it's a great, great shout. But it seems to have cooled a little bit in the past couple of weeks. Potentially. He's not going in with huge momentum. Potentially. I think he is in the, in the mindset of, I need to get this done. I think John Ram knows that he's... I think deep down, John Ram thinks he's a better player than, than Rory and Scheffler. Deep down, I think he thinks I should be making a case for myself here. And he is number four in strokes gained approach. Scheffler six and Rory seven. So if you go to the stats, Guru's strokes gained approach is the one that's the biggest thing at Augusta. That's where the best players come from. He's number 29 in strokes gained off the tee. Third in strokes gained tee to green. Third in greens in regulation, which is he. Mm-hmm. Number one on strokes gained total. 15 in total driving. <laughs> and, and incredibly, right? John Ram's 140th from 50 to 125 yards and 151st from approach, 100 to 125 yards. Now, those were figures last year that we were ripping Rory for. Mm -hmm. Rory was, that was where Rory was and it wasn't enough for Augusta. Rory went into Augusta with those numbers and it was brutal and it wasn't good enough. And we knew some of his shots, he just was, he didn't have it. So I'm wondering if there's something kicking about in the background, but then... You can attack numbers, you can attack stats all the time. Look at Rory's putting stats. They don't fit with what where Rory is now because those stats haven't levelled up yet. So they don't really suit Rory. So I'm wondering if there's something going on there But Ram. But he's 12 in strokes gained putting. I think he is the better putter of the three of them. He's number three on three putt avoidance. He doesn't miss many putts. Doesn't make huge mistakes. I think Rory does. He's number two in putting average, number one in birdie conversion, number one in birdie average, and number one in scoring average. He makes more birdies than everyone else, and he's, his golf produces the best score. I just think we're going to get a Spaniard in a green jacket. And it won't be Sergio. It will not be Sergio. <laughs> it's interesting, your comment about strokes gained approach, as you say, most people would agree that is the big category for, you know, determining who the Masters champion is going to be. The top three in that category currently. Go for it. Tom Hoagie. I know. That's right. Tom Hoagie. Three. I'll come back to two because it's interesting. Three. Tony Finau. Perhaps a decent each way bet. Number two. Colin Morikawa. Have it down here. They're my, I'm not, I'm not saying they're outside bets, but Finau was 28 to one. Ooh, Fina is getting my money. I'm telling you right now, he's getting my money. He's consistently brilliant. Yeah, he's got an all-round good game. He hits at miles. He's got great touch. He's over the can't win thing. He's over the can't winning. Scoring stats are great. He's played five Masters. Mm-hmm. Never missed a cut in his three top tens. I'm telling you that guy's got with a form. broken ankle. Yeah, as well, that's right. Broken... <laughs> tied fifth, but then you're not. Don't. Don't I think he tied fifth with a broken ankle. Or tied tenth, one or the other. So he he is, he's good money. He's safe money to me. There's only one other player that I, I would flip a coin and whether I'm putting money on him. And who's that? Jordan Spieth. Just because it's Jordan Spieth and it's yeah, Augusta. I, I I don't think I actually he gets a lot of press and he gets a lot of coverage. The US press love Jordan Spieth. But I genuinely think over here people are not that they don't get that excited about Spieth, and I I can see why. I don't think his stats are that great. I don't think he's playing great golf. Actually, I've watched quite a lot of Spieth this year and sometimes I think he's massively up and down. Mm-hmm. To go into Augusta, I keep saying it, you need to be constantly up. 
cannot go into Augusta with any part of your game not really firing. You have to be up. I just don't see it with speed. Yeah, he's a great watch, but sometimes for yeah. the wrong reasons. He's not a great watch in the same way that Scheffler's a great watch. Just to go back to Ram quickly, his Masters record. Go for it. Since 2017, when he made his debut, he's only been I know. around since 2017. I was hardly speaking English. 2017. <laughs> tied 27th on his debut, fourth the following year. Tied 9th, tied 7th, tied 5th, and he was tied 27th last year. That's phenomenal. I know. Listen, for everything that's happened in the last week, Spain deserve a win. <laughs> give them something. Oh, yes. Give them something. Yes. You know? Can't win at football, give them golf. As you did, that's why my voice is a bit croaky. I yeah. was at Hamden the other night and I, I'm, I might yeah. have cheered. He's got, he's got absolute pure confidence. A lot of guys go into Augusta with fear. That's why foreign players tend to do well. Oh, Scheffler last He'll year, he the form and he backed it up, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned Morikawa. Played three Masters, never missed a cut. A couple of years ago, he was tied 18th. He was fifth last year. Morikawa's got game. Does he he's have game got, right now? Well, his stats are good. That's the thing. You can look at his stats and say, yeah, but have we really been talking about Morikawa? But this is a guy who likes big events. He likes the big stage. I, I wouldn't particularly write him off, but does he have enough form to come in? Well, this Not is sure. very interesting because if you look at his results since the start of this year, so 2023, on the PGA Tour, second, third, missed cut, tied sixth, missed cut, tied 13th, and he got as far as he did at the match play last week. I think he got to the, he went out in the group stages, didn't he? So you take the match play out of the equation, it's not too and those bad. two missed cuts... He's got nothing worse than his high for 13th. Yeah, it's not too bad. Missed cuts are a bit, hmm. But we need to stop. When you think about missed cuts, we, need, we always think about Tiger and his missed cut streaks and that's just Spot on. utterly irrelevant. I, I'm, I'm not looking at cuts too much. Where Colin Morikawa was last year, 2022 calendar year, he is in a far better place oh, yeah. this year and the results back it up. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he had a bit of a wobble. Putting wasn't really a, a great scene for him. And he's made, he's after he's attempted to make changes. So, Tiger Woods, Bryce. Tiger Woods. For a start, we don't yet know as we record that he's going to play. He hasn't said he's going to. Please. <laughs> Loves the drama. He's going to show up last minute, isn't he? Yeah. What are you expecting from Tiger? What am I expecting from Tiger? I think he'll probably make the cut. He's gearing up towards this. There's really not much else in his life. Probably make the cut. Is that much of a statement given Tiger Woods in the Masters? He's never yeah. missed the cut as a professional. No, I think he'll make the cut. Um, I know his best pal, Nota Begay, who Tiger never mentions. <laughs> uh, he was very, he said. It's a one way friendship, uh, isn't it? He was very tired after LA. It's like you and Rory. <laughs> Took him a few days to recover. Coming out of that, I think he got a good sense of, okay, just how hard he could push himself going into the Masters in preparation and just how kind of to pace himself during the week. And I think you're going to see a nice measured preparation next week when he does arrive on the grounds as he just tries to figure out when and where to push himself. That is beautiful word salad. That means Nota Begay hasn't got a clue. Not one idea. What, not one clue about his best pal and how he's going to play Augusta. <laughs> that is the very definition of pish. <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. It's like, it's hilarious. Yes, he's going to, well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out as much as you will, mate. <laughs> so, nobody has a clue. Even his best friends have no clue what he's going to do. 
Could he get a top 10? Listen, I've said if there's a tournament that Tiger's going to win, it's going to be the Masters. So, of course, he can get a top 10. Can he win? Can he win? Because <sighs> we know the answer Listen, to that. The smart answer is, of course, he can win. Will Tiger? No, will is he there win? a world in which Tiger no, wins next week? I don't think so. But do you know why? Because Rory and Ram and Scheffler, all three of them are not going to fail. It's one of them. Then you've got other guys like Morikawa, Finau. I think Justin Thomas has gone off the boil a wee bit. Patrick Cantley's a great shooter. Patrick Cantley, yeah. There's just a few guys. You know, an outsider like Sam Burns might come in, but mm-hmm. I would, it's unlikely. Cam Young But these guys, good. yeah, these guys are all in form. Tiger's got to beat all of them. Remember when Tiger won? Look what had to happen for that to occur. I'm not saying he was lucky, but it does help when your rivals are all about you chuck it in the water mm-hmm. and then hit trees and then the best players in the world at the time don't turn up that does help so you need that to happen so Leicester for, City won the Premier League yes exactly you need that to happen he's a perfect storm for Tiger to win it's not going to happen next week 100% not going to happen 100% not going to happen I think he'll do well to make the cut and I think it'd be a huge success story if he makes the cut I do think if he doesn't make the cut what's the point Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that would be quite a sad because then he's moving on to decision making time for US Opens, which is exceedingly hard, brutal. I don't like. I don't. I want him to make the cut because I want the Tiger story to continue. Call it in three, two, one. Where's Tiger going to finish on the leaderboard? Not a top twenty-five, not a top ten. The number three, two, one. The, n- the number <laughs> thirty-six. There you go. Heard it here first. Just inside the cut. Just inside Basically, the cut. good for two days, and but then last. wheels fall off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of what happened last year, though, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited way. to see him. And it's funny because there's not been much talk about Tiger in this build-up. To be fair, there wasn't much talk about Tiger in the build-up last year until pretty much this time last year when his jet took off and people suddenly got excited and started following tail signs and all that kind of that, carry-on. To be fair, that was quite good fun. Brilliant, wasn't it? Let's have a look at a couple of dark horses. If, if something bizarre happens and Rory, Scheffler or Ram aren't going to win it, where's the threat going to come from? You've mentioned Finau, which I think is a great shout. Who else is there? Yeah, I mean, the bookies are, the bookies are never really wrong. But I mean, they've got Jordan Spieth at 16 to 1. Jordan Spieth is the fourth favourite. To me, that's insane. Justin Thomas is the fifth favourite. They get Cameron Smith. It's, it's 20 to 1. What? So there's more likelihood of, of Cameron Smith winning the the Masters than Xander Schofley. You know, I, I don't mm. I don't I don't see that. I think Schofley likes the big stage. Schofley's, you know, clearly likes Augusta. Morikaba for me, but I mean these aren't really dark horses. Picking a dark horse at Augusta really is What's the point? You're you're picking somebody to get a top five. You're yeah. not they're not gonna win. Give me some names around forty to one. What what have we got there? I mean Matt Fitzpatrick, I think he's slightly I think he's actually injured. I think he's nursed an injury and I don't think he's playing particularly well. Matt Sayama's at forty to one. Tyrrell Hatton's at forty to one. Oh, I quite like that. Yeah. Quite potentially. Like Brooks Kepka. I mean, this is the thing. Brooks Kepka's forty to one. No, Brooks Kepka's sixty six to one. Ooh. So you think about uh, this is my whole point about live. I just find that insane. Brooks Kepka was hoovering up majors 
Brutes Kepka was number world number one. Everyone looked up to him. Everyone thought at the one at that point we've got to beat this guy. This guy's fallen off the face of the planet. He has fallen off the face of the planet. Saw him last week, drunk in a in a was that a hockey game? Yeah, was that was embarrassing. Drunk, shouting at players and his tracksuit pals. I mean, that's uh, what age is he? He is twenty nine, thirty. He's wearing a tracksuit in public. <laughs> he's wearing a tracksuit in public, and he's not got a bottle of Mad Dog at the side of him. So that's unacceptable. I get it. If you've got a Mad Dog and a Bucky, I get the tracksuit. I understand where you're coming from, but not when you are Brooks Kepka. I just thought he looked like a guy that had, you know, he looked like a guy that was enjoying life. I get it, but you can't live that life and walk into Augusta National and win it. That's why he's 66 to 1. He'll miss the cut by a country mile. Telling you right now, not a chance. Agree. My favourite one, I really like Min Woo Lee for a top 10. Yeah, great. He did so well in his debut yeah. last year. Cracking. That boy's a, that boy hits it a mile. He is sneaky long. You need that, Augusta. He automatically, for me, he gains an advantage on 30, 40 guys in that field because he's sneaky long. He's got tons of swagger. Yeah, I love his mentality. His attitude after the players was the best thing about that week. That guy put himself on the pedestal to win one of the biggest tournaments in the world, didn't get it done, didn't have a great Sunday, and after it he said, you know what, I played really well, I'm really proud of myself. I think I put myself out there. I'm going to just keep going. I just thought his attitude was phenomenal. Two things, maturity and momentum. Ah, oh, just so, so good. I'll tell you who I quite like. Jason Day. There's something happening. Yeah, something, uh, you know. His form's turned around massively. I know he only sneaked in last week and he got in through the, the world's top 50 after a good performance again at the, at the match play. He's got such a good record around Augusta as well. Was he not second there on his what second get, appearance? What if he gets injured? Well, this is it. I mean, they're going to have to supply a ton of antihistamines <laughs> to see him through the four days. Bryson but DeChambeau, I like what I'm to seeing. One. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's just in a better place than he's been for a very long time. And I think a 60% Jason Day is more of a threat than a 100% most of the rest of the field. Just, you're putting Jason Day into a big, a big space that he hasn't been in for a while. Whether he sinks or swims, don't know. Yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, 100 to 1. There's a guy a few years ago who basically said there was a par 67 <laughs> and he, he doesn't understand why he gets criticism. What he was saying was, this course is actually quite easy for me. He's 100 to 1. So, Bryson, I don't think he's got a hope in hell. Not a chance. No, because you can argue the bookies are rarely wrong for a reason. They are staking their mortgages on this. He's not got a hope. I and I don't believe he's. I don't believe we've seen anything in what he's played at Live to no. suggest that he's got the game to come into Augusta. It, it's like fair enough. Throw him into a PG Tour event. Go Bryson. Let's see what you can do. I, I'm I'm giving him all that. Yeah. That's not. This is Augusta. Different. 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 Thing. I kind of like Adam Scott as well. Oh, I, I like Adam Scott generally. So speaking. do I. I like yeah. Adam Scott. Very fond of him. I love the new limited edition Euro irons that he's just released. They are the business. Past champion, in good form, why the hell not? First timers then. Obviously, we all know the story by now. We all know the drill. Who was the last deputant to win at Augusta National, Bryce? Fuzzy Zeller? In... Oh, God knows. 1979. 
1979. I think only three or four at the most first-timers have ever won at Augusta. The old story. It's very hard to win. You need to learn the place and you've got to, you know, suffer a little bit before you actually ever do win. That said, there are some pretty interesting characters pegging it up for the first time in the Masters this year. A few names for you. Tom Kim. Everybody's favourite, Tom Kim. Everyone loves Tom Kim, don't, don't they? they? Everybody. Yeah. Then you've got Kurt Kitayama coming off the back of Arnold Palmer victory. Obviously, that stood Scotty Scheffler in decent stead last year. Sahith Gala making his first appearance at Augusta. World, world's best beard. Undoubtedly intense, the world's best beard. Intense facial hair. That is intense facial hair. That's facial hair, Michael. That I can only dream of. You could only dream of. <laughs> the bum fluff you've got would take that would take you. What is this? Is this let's all pound on Michael? Let, that would take there you, you about four hundred years to get Sahith Thagal. Oh. Yeah, that's probably a week's growth for him as well. He starts Movember like on the thirtieth of November, yeah. and it still looks great, phenomenal. And then another one that's interesting, I think, is Ryan Fox who is, yep. I was surprised when I saw that, that's his, his first go around Augusta. Look, there's a few of the names. There are others, Adam Svensson as well, Taylor Moore. Then you've got all the, the amateurs who I'm politely disregarding. What do you see for the first-timers this year? Is anyone going to get close to a top five, maybe, you hope, challenge you know, the title? Tom Kim's obviously got a lot of talent. They, they, they do love him stateside. They think he's like the next Jordan Spieth. A bit too much? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, He's, he's a great player. Kurt Kitayama, I thought that was an impressive win. I also thought he looked really nervous. Mm -hmm. And and you can see that coming through. But he's a player. Sahith Thagala was heartbroken when he didn't win that event a couple of years ago. Phoenix. Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I was pulling for him. That would have been a great story. I think he has a great story. He's got a great background. And he's, you know, a cracking player. I just think it's too it's it's too much. I think if these guys make the cut, they have to look at that as a as a huge success. I genuinely don't think they'll be looking at you know contender so at all. It's why why too, is too the bar difficult. so low for them? Because the greens are insane, and you have you you know they are so quick for a reason because they ha they are the defense of the golf course and the golf course. If you think about Augusta, you can. We've said this before, you can pretty much hit it anywhere. I mean, there's no real, there's no real rough, unless you're in trees. But I mean, guys have hit it wild left on two, being all right. You know, it's par five, you got up and down, no problem. Not up and down, you know what I mean. Yep. You, can, you need to hit it in some seriously thick spots or in the plonk to do badly. People fail at Augusta because they can't work out the greens. They can't get up and down. Their short game needs to be phenomenal and you need to be able to hold putts. To score well at Augusta, you have to take advantage of the par fives, which means great driving, great approach play and sound putting. That's a lot to piece together because I think if you don't if you don't take apart the par fives at Augusta, you're in trouble. Everything has to be gravy. Everything has to be gravy. So there's a lot to a lot to ask for. It never lets up. And I think that's just too much for first timers to take on because there's everything else and you know yeah, yeah. you know they're gonna all the first timers will be acting like you they'll all be going to the merch tent and buying 14 polos and new mugs and that it's just augusta you know it's the only tournament in the world where players get excited and talk about being excited at going to media get excited at going to augusta that's and you've got to treat it as if it's the last time you'll ever go there as yes because well. one day you'll be right and 
you've yeah. got to take full advantage of it. For us, obviously, you know, that's fine. We don't, we're not playing in the, the tournament. The players have to get to grips very quickly. They don't have much time to get used to it. You know, they've got to get to grips very, very quickly with their environment and get comfortable and learn the course. It's an awful lot to do. But I am really interested in Ryan Fox. Yeah, he's, he's not played a huge amount in the States, yeah, yeah. but look, Arnold Palmer tied 14th, players tied 27th, match play, he got to, I think, the round of 16. This now, th- th- this now, Hell of a good player, yeah. great action, huge off the tee. Huge off Oof. the tee, he's got a good short game. Th- th- this, this, Ryan Fox is now one of the guys that he's too big for the DP World Tour. He's too good for that tour, and that sounds terrible, but he is. And he needs to, he needs to I think if he went to the States and pushed himself, he, he would be... He would be in amongst it. Yeah. He's a good player. And it looks like that's his plan. He's taken up, I believe, special temporary yeah, membership on the PGA Tour. So, big loss for DP World Tour, absolutely. But, yeah, he's... You know, something about him that I very much like. Anyway, look, we have to go to a break because there's loads more to come. But we have to go to a break for obvious commercial reasons. We don't do this for free, for God's sake. So, we'll be back right after this. All golfers can agree, hitting it far feels great. But does it feel great? A first in forging has created irons that have never felt better. Paradigm was precisely constructed with the first ever AI-designed forged 455 face cup and an all-new speed frame to enhance speed and feel, earning 15 out of 15 stars from the Golf Digest hot list. This is the new Paradigm in Performance from Callaway. Welcome back. Part two of this week's Bunkered podcast in association with Callaway, the Masters preview. Michael and Bryce here. Lots more Masters chat still to come. Before we go there, Fantasy Golf is live. Bunkered Fantasy Golf, up and running, open for registrations, open for entries, and it all kicks off at the Masters. A triple points event to get things going, Bryce. Triple points. Triple points. And why wouldn't you get involved? Because not only is it a lot of fun to play, not only is it very easy to play, not only is it free to play, the prizes this year are sensational. We've teamed up with TaylorMade, who are providing some sensational prizes. The winner of our year-long competition, a 14-club fitting courtesy of TaylorMade Golf. You'll get a full set of clubs. Not only that, you will get a seven-night break for two to Costa Navarino in Greece. Seven nights? I had to look at the nights. T's and C's on that because I think seven nights is... That's a week's holiday with the clubs. That's a week's holiday with the clubs. Exactly. That's outrageous. I, 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 think, I, I think we should shave three nights off that and give them to us. Okay. Let's discuss that off air. We'll okay. Pick that up. Seven nights is ridiculous. Phenomenal. Flights, transfers, accommodation, bed and breakfast and four rounds of golf at Costa Navarino all included. And that's just for the winner. Runner-up, you're getting a tailor-made Stealth 2 driver and a one-night stay at the Malmaison Hotel in Aberdeen. That's wanky. Nice. And a round of golf for four people at Trump International. Nice. And the prizes just keep getting better and better. But every single week, there's a chance to win. The manager of the week, the person whose team scores the most points in a single calendar week, will win a £50 tailor-made voucher. That is every single week. So even if you don't get off to the best of starts, keep playing because it could you might be. win. So loads of great prizes, over 50 chances to win in all. Go to bunkered.co.uk forward slash fancy hyphen golf and register your team before the Masters. That hyphen kills me. 
Kills me too. Right, it kills me too. <laughs> Better yet, just go to bunker.co.uk. Click the link. And click the link. Yes, yeah, Simple. Do that. Right, so as I mentioned, next week I will be at Augusta for the Masters. I will be giving you a daily newsletter. If you haven't signed up already, again, go to bunker.co.uk, follow the obvious links, sign up to receive our newsletters, and you will get all of the news including, direct from Augusta. Including your reviews of things like beer. Yep. Cookie, important stuff. Cookies. <laughs> donuts. This, the media food. You know, the distance from my drive from a hotel to the... I love all that. All of that stuff. So great. You'll get all of that in your inbox every single morning before you even eat your rubbish breakfast because mine's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. So sign up for that. It's totally free and you'll get all the content you need to satisfy your master's needs. Speaking of snacks, Bryce, since you bring it up, what's your snack game for next week? It's an important part because you'll be sitting at home in the castle out in rural Scotland somewhere. Yeah, What's I'm actually, I think I actually might, I might drink during Augusta. Mm. I might, uh, I might be on the old brew dog. I do like my brew dog IPAs. I might get stuck into that. I've just found out I've got my, my old man staying on a Sunday night because my mum's away, so he's on his own. How so are we I've feeling got, about that? That's fine. I've got to cook for him. He's going to commandeer the man room on the Sunday night, so... The old man room is all nice. The old man, nice. The old man room, <laughs> that is nice. Yeah, so he's coming, so he'll be asleep at half nine anyway. It doesn't matter. Excellent snack game. Because I remember in. one year you ordered in pickled onions, space rangers. Yeah, space you ordered rangers. a huge box like from a wholesaler. Or was it Amazon? It was basically a wholesaler's box. Yeah, and I realised it was cheaper just get them in Tesco. <laughs> so I thought I was being clever, thinking, oh yeah, space rangers boxes like two hundred packets in here. That'll do me. And I realised it was cheaper in Tesco. Yeah. So oops. yeah, thanks Amazon. You live and learn. Uh, yeah, something like that. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make my home cooked cheese sauce for tortillas. Interesting. Home cheese with you know jalapenos and so on. So nachos, basically. Nachos like you would get in cinema. I love how you say tortillas because clearly we don't have nachos in the castle. No, we have to. <laughs> Jeez, Maybe in tortillas. the East Wing. Or the scum Shut state. it, gone with the podcast. So I am most looking forward to cookies. The cookies at Augusta are unreal. I By know the way, I don't unreal. think I can send uh, pictures of these on Twitter because I'm not reading the T's and C's. You can't yeah. take a picture of your workstation. Yeah, you're not allowed. I think that's new. If yeah. not, I've broken that rule. That's, that's like because the, the, here's my office for the week. Piss off. <laughs> Piss off. You can send them to me in WhatsApp. Okay, and then you can share them. Yeah, and then get you kicked out. I would like that's to see you getting arm wrestled out of uh, Augusta. I'd Don't like come a, back. I'd like to see them. Tr- I wouldn't like to see them. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the security <laughs> yeah, guards. The thanks. security guards are very friendly. Until they're being told to kick uh-huh. you out, at which yeah, point yeah. I'm pretty sure Brilliant. job takes over, doesn't it? Brilliant. They had this thing last year, a trail mix. Which isn't trail mix like I know it. It's Americans. They they call it like biscuits. That's not a biscuit. That's a scone. Yeah, you know? biscuits and biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Why did they put, why did they put gravy and scones? Well, Stupid. But they had what they called trail mix, which is basically just like you know when you go to Asda and you get uh, a fruit and nut bag combo. It's got like peanuts and cashews. And I don't shop in Asda, but I know what you mean. Right, you know when you send Jeeves to Walmart? Walmart, Walmart. I don't shop in Walmart, that is Asda. Waitrose, <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> is that good enough for you? Or is yeah, it it's good. a bit common? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So you get like those bags. Over there, they have the same thing, but they fill them also with M&Ms. 
which is really weird. And I remember looking at chocolate. Yeah. Well, M and M's are chocolate. Nuts, nuts oh, no, yeah. raisins, and M and M's all in the one bag, and they yeah. called it like the M and M. You're looking forward to. They do a Mexican day in Augusta National, don't they? They have a Mexican day, yeah. and, they, and your lunch is all you know tortillas. <laughs> well, you'll call them nachos. Any <laughs> <Can you> nachos? <laughs> Excuse me, what? That'll be when you get kicked out. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do this year for the first time? Because look, let's face it. It might well be the last time I ever go to Augusta. You have to go with that mindset. Because your plane could crash on the way home. Well, that. Let's hope, eh? Let's hope not. But I'm going to go into the clubhouse for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I've never done it. Have your breakfast Sunday morning. That was my tradition. Sunday morning, breakfast in the clubhouse. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. They also have a lemon and lime drink that they serve from a logo-free dispenser, which is sensational. It's yeah. phenomenal. Brilliant. And the Crow's Nest Lager as well, which I think they start serving about five o'clock on the Thursday night. Once play starts. Uh, one of free. the guys one All of the free. one of the amateurs, I didn't realise this so yesterday, one of the amateurs playing at Augusta is the young lad who hit that shot from outside the Dunvegan on the pavement over the old Tom Morris shot yeah, over yeah. Octorlone's onto the eighteenth green and that Alex and Xander Lang, whatever he's the one of the YouTube Ooh. guys, quite a big guy on YouTube. He hit that shot. He's playing at Augusta. What? And he's staying in the crow's nest. Nice. I'm not staying in the crow's nest. No, you're staying in where the crow takes a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're staying in a bin. Oh, it's called a Motel Six. It's a upgrade. dump. I take it you're taking your own pillow covers. I hadn't. Considered it until you now, have, but you have to take you have to take your own pillow covers. I'm just hoping the room I'm in this year doesn't have blood splatter on yeah, the wall, yeah, yeah. which it yeah. did last year. Yeah. Anyway, look, all that to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy Lyle, Bryce. Sandy Lyle, let's go there because it's his final appearance at Augusta. We're led to believe, I mean, God, it's Sandy Lyle, it might change. But he did say last year he was going to give it one more go. Last year was his 100th major championship start. He had absolutely no idea about it until it was me and Martin Dempster from the Scotsman met him after the second round and said, you know, it's your 100th start, Sandy. You're the first Scot to reach 100 major starts. He's like, okay, am I? (laughs) Well, that's nice, I suppose. (laughs) Thanks, Sandy. Yep, no problem. So he said last year says he was going to come back for one more burl. And now it's starting to become clear why he wanted one more go. Turned 65 a couple of months ago, so he's reached traditional retirement age, and he announced at the weekend that he's played his final PGA Tour champions. That annoys me as much as the hyphen in fantasy golf. He's played his final Champions Tour event, and it looks like he's going to bow out from Tour Golf altogether at Augusta next week. Class. What a way to go. Uh, uh, does he get any better than that? I don't think so. You grew up very much in the Sandy Loyal era because... You know, you're a bit older than me. But you were, <laughs> grew up in the sandy life. I was a Wayne. A Wayne with a tash. I meant I was one. And a driving licence. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Sandy Lyle. Why is he so important in the context of the Masters and British golf? He was the one that did it first. That's why. He he got his hands in the green jacket before any other British golfer did. You can't, he'd never be able to take that away from him. And what he did it against the backdrop of some real talent. And he also won, the, was it the week before he won Augusta that week? Greensboro, you know, Greater Greensboro Open. Yeah, he, he, you know, he won the players. He, he was, 
Sandy Lyle's career is very strange to me because he should have done a lot better. He, he, he actually underachieved. If you if you consider all the backdrop and, and everyone he was playing against, their comments on Sandy Lyle, you know, we've got the famous Seve quote, you know, he said, you know, if everyone plays their best, you know, I come second and Sandy wins. And Greatest God-given talent, he called him. Is that right? Yeah. Sandy Lyle is just a... The guy's an absolute legend. I remember I got him to sign a picture of him hitting his tee shot at 18 at Augusta and he signed that for me and I have no idea what it is. And it's shocking. I mean, I, I hope my old man doesn't listen to this because he'll ground me if he finds that <laughs> out. But, You'll be sleeping uh, in the man room. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind sleeping in the man room. But, yeah, but where's um, he sleeping? Think about it. Yeah, there's a thought you didn't want, <laughs> eh? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't worry, he's 82. So it's phenomenal. It, the guy, The guy's a legend. I do think his career sort of tailed off mm-hmm. and that in turn affected his ability to make more of his status yeah. in the nicest way. He's quite a quiet guy. He's quite, how do I say this with Sandalia without sounding insulting? He's quite unique. He's very much himself. You know, you can't, you really struggle to get a hold of him. You have to, I mean, I've, we, full disclosure, I've been trying to get a hold of Sandy Lyle for about three, four years, and it's not easy. And I've gone through some of his friends, who's then gone through his wife, and it's not easy. You have to speak to his wife. No one will give me his wife's mobile number because it's not the done thing. And I get it. But he's very hard man to get a hold of. So he's quite private. You know, he's been, I'm led to believe he's been in America for the last two months practicing, getting to where he wants to be. You know, acclimatising, he's there himself. It's also because yeah. he doesn't like the, the Scottish winter. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's I mean, he that, wears that blooming, He wears that blooming windbreaker everywhere he goes. So <laughs> Wide open as well. Zip yeah. That's just a bit, Sandy, what are you doing? And he's, I hope he's not wearing those bloody braces. But, you know, oh. he's just, he's very much his own man. And, you know, you can't take that away from him. Which is admirable. Absolutely. He doesn't fall into the, the, the modern elderly golf pro, if you know what oh. I'm saying. But he doesn't. He's he his doesn't. own man, and that has cost him the 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 opportunity to to be Ryder Cup captain. He's not had it. If you look at all the people who've been Ryder Cup captains, you put Sandy right up there. But Sandy, to be Ryder Cup captain, you just got to admit you got to be in the loop. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the. You've got to be in that. Got to play the game. Got to play the game. Yeah. Be in the scene. Have a certain personality. Have a too. certain personality, and certain people have not got that. Certain people are not in that loop, and Sandy was one of them, unfortunately. To be honest, did he want to be Ryder Cup captain? Yeah, he probably did, but you don't see him on TV. You don't see him at the Ryder Cup. You don't. No. See, he doesn't do commentary. No one knows. Part of being the Ryder Cup captain, you got to go and do interviews, and you got to do all this. And, and if I'm being honest, Harrington failed at that. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that was a drawback for Patrick Harrington. He failed at that. And that's part of the gig. If you're given the job and reputation alone, Sandy Lyle does. Yeah, of course probably he does. Get it. But there's more CV, to that. Say, there's more but, to that job. Yeah. But that shot out the bunker, the putt, the dance, everything about it. Everything about it. The Adam Scott beige from head to toe. Oh, the trousers, everything. I remember watching that. I, I'm pretty sure my mum was crying when that went in. I was up celebrating. My dad was celebrating. Everyone in Scotland was celebrating. Everyone in England was celebrating. He was just one of us. Yeah. The guy was just a, a, an absolute stone-cold talent. And he only ever had one more major top 10 after that. He it's was bizarre. tied for seventh at the Open that year. So he's had two wins 
and two top tens in a hundred major starts. His, his career is it's head scratchingly weird. And that, also that, hasn't made the, the cut at Augusta since two thousand fourteen. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the obvious one. Make the cut and bow out on Sunday. Yeah. That's what it's I mean, all about, that, that, it? That, that's it. I mean, it, it, it would be very easy for Sandy Lyle to play Augusta for the next 10 years and lap it up and enjoy it. Don't think for a minute how hard that is to turn his back on. I mean, he'll be able to go there and, and play anytime he wants. They'll welcome him in. That's I'm not sure a, he'll show up for the Champions Dinner as well. Yeah. Do you see him longer term as a potential honorary starter? Quite possibly, but that's not one of Sandy's... That's not one of Sandy's strengths. He's yeah. not actually, he doesn't like the limelight. I, I don't think he's that type of personality. You know, look at Gary Player, you know, doing the high five kicks and addressing the crowd. And that's not Sandy Lyle. Tom it's Watson, not, just the epitome of gentlemanly class. Uh-huh. The way I see that going down in years to come, Nick Faldo's a shoe in Ben Crenshaw, I think, is a shoe in Then it should have been Seve. I know. So I think a Lathabal potentially might stand a chance. Before you know it, you're into the realms of Phil Mickelson and whether or not that ever That's never going to happen. But yeah, it'll be nice to see him say goodbye because he deserves it. Mm-hmm. You know, he deserves that moment to come. He actually got it, you know, last year or the year before. I remember he got a bit of a special moment up 18 because we yeah. weren't sure and, and that happened. But I think this year there'll be more. I'll be furious if they don't make a... Yeah. Make a uh, a scene of it because he deserves it. He's a past champion, you know, an open champion. Yeah, the TV cameras better not miss it. No, put it that way. I just hope he's not wearing his windbreaker. <laughs> Listen, I was going to talk a bit about the match play, but I just can't be bothered, if I'm being totally honest. Unless you want to go there, Bryce. Nah. Nah. Been there, done that, very simply. Should there be a match play event mandated for every professional tour? Because everyone seemed to enjoy it last week. Yeah, like very quickly. I thought that event was brilliant. I don't want to talk about it. It's done. Exactly. But I thought that was a fantastic event. But they need to get rid of the third, fourth place playoff. It and never gonna T V execs won't allow it. I know. But Sam Burns, great player. I thought Rory was great right up until the end. I thought he made a mess of it. And I thought Scheffler was fantastic throughout the week. But it just creates so many good storylines. Yeah. Such a great constantly. It's, it's such a great event. And it's an easy watch. Yeah. It really is an and easy also, watch. And also cracking golf course. Mental golf course. Yeah. But cracking. I, I mean, I still do prefer Dove Mountain in Arizona where they had it previously. But yeah. I'm still not quite over that. Yeah. But I've, I've warmed to Austin as the years went on. Yeah, so it's good fun. Hopefully they'll find space for it again. I, I don't know. I just struggle to struggle to see where the PGA Tour is going, Bryce. And it turns out I'm not the only one. A story for another day. Podder of merit, shall we, since we're on match play. That's, was, that was our event last week. Dell Technologies Match Play Championship. Bryce, you went for Matt Fitz. Eliminated in his group with a record of 0-1-2. I went for Kevin Kisner. Eliminated in his group with a record of 0-1-2. No change to the standings. Oh, I thought we were going with most holes one. Couldn't be bothered counting it up. So anyway, it's still your honour. Well, who won the most holes? I have no idea. That was the whole part of the... You can't just decide... Yes, you can't just decide you can't be arsed. I genuinely had forgotten we'd done that. No, it's it's most... (laughs) most, If it was a draw, because there's a high chance that it would end in a draw. So the concept was you were meant to add up who won the most holes. Yeah, I remember it now. Should we just go with the fact that it's a bit like both of them missing the cut? because No, we should go with the fact that who won the most holes. I don't have time to count it up. Well, I'll tell you what. we'll We'll not change the leaderboard... 
this we'll just and we'll do it picks. after the Masters that's and fine. then we'll count up who won. So I'll do that's this fine, afterwards and you can edit it in next week. <laughs> As it stands, Bryce, whatever, Michael, five or whatever. Let, let's go to Valero Texas Open first. Who are you picking for this week's event? Now, I'm picking Nikolai Hogard and I don't think I've ah, picked him. I think you picked Rasmus previously. Mm-hmm. Nikolai, Me? that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're good with that. Okay, thanks. Somebody who listens to this religiously is going to come back and say, no, uh, Excuse me. Uh, I no, think that's a violation of rule 3.4, <laughs> section B. Model rule. Model local rule, even. So, Nikolai Hoygaard, why? Because he's playing quite well. Mm-hmm. And I think he. Nearly won last week yeah. in the opposite event that Matt Wallace won. Yes, so um, I'm giving him another, another opportunity this week. Okay, okay. Ricky Fowler for me. This is the week. I knew knew you were going to go somewhere like that. He's playing well. He is playing well, and he needs to win to get into the Masters. And I tell you what, Cobra, Puma, smashing it with the gear. Yeah. Love his get Did you see the outfit he wore last week? Phenomenal. The black polo with the Uh, floral design. I want to wear that. I would look tremendous wearing that. I might need to go for a spray tan first. (laughs) And a hair transplant. Yeah. Get the eyes done as well. Yeah. I don't need the eyes done. Bags, man. All oh, right, okay. I'm tired. I'm working hard. We don't all just punch about editing podcasts all day. <laughs> some of You're us right, actually we don't. Some of us actually work. <laughs> Ricky is just a man on form. I think it would be a fairy tale story if he won and got into the Masters and then wins the green jacket to set up a calendar Grand Slam. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the plan. Masters pick because this is the last podcast until I get there. So, call it now. I think you already have, but who are you going for? Oh, well, who who is this my pick for the podder? Mm-hmm. That's a big pick, but I, I, I'm, I think I know who I'm picking. It's John Ram, isn't it? Uh, it's John Ram. Okay. I'm going for, because I'm playing the long game here. Have you picked John Ram yet? You've not. No. I'm going for Scotty Scheffler. Playing the long game, picking the world number one. Because I want, I think I'll probably want to use Rory later in the year. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'll want to use Scheffler later in Are the year. Are you sticking with that right now? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Rory's best event. You're not picking him. No. Superb. I get Rory later then. As do I. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Uh, you understand the game, Bryce. Yeah, d- yeah. <laughs> You can edit that wee bit out. I also can't wait to see you playing fantasy golf. That's going to be great. Shut one. it. I bet I'll do better than you. How much? No. Let's call it right now because we do have a mini league. That's a bit I forgot to mention. £100. That you finish ahead of me in no, our I'm standings. I'm all like I'm all like yeah. 20 quid that I finish ahead of you all in right. the podcast. £20. Mini league. You have to give that £20 to a charity yeah, of my fine. choice. Uh, I think you'll be giving it to a charity of oh, my is, choice. Is that maybe. what it's going to be? Just yeah. move on. If you want to play in our mini league, by the way, I should say, drop me a DM and I will send you the code. Simple. Okay, I will do. Honesty box to finish up, Bryce. Put this out on our Facebook page over the weekend and then I know it's Golf Digest copied it the following day. So whatever, imitations, sincerest form of flattery, etc. Are they going to give you a room in their house? Uh, <laughs> one of four houses. Four houses. Four houses. How much money have Golf Digest got? A lot, it would seem. Four houses? Way, you could sleep in. Have any of those houses got like a hut? I <laughs> might need it. Or a garage? <laughs> you could park your shitty rental car in their garage. I've seen the houses they rent as well. 
That's oh. in the nice part of Augusta. Oh, the nice part of Augusta. It's lovely. Small, but it's nice. Who cares? So your, your room's huge, but crap. I know. It's brutal. So mm. the question, what are the worst three words in golf? Whilst you contemplate it, here are some suggestions from our social media audience. We've obviously got the still your shot, Brian Miller. Alan McDonough, Tigers the Goat. Now, if I'm being pedantic, it's really four words there, Alan. You're playing it fast and loose with <laughs> Technically, it is. yeah. But somebody doesn't like Tiger Woods, evidently. David Crawford, courses closed. Joe Barnes, you're still away. Eric Sutherland, I'm not fit. Oh, poor Eric. I feel bad for you. This one I quite like. Alan Campbell, 10 and 8. Yeah. That is about as bad as it gets. I always think when somebody says they've had a shot and they say, almost got that. Oh, think, so well, true. It's just a bad shot. You didn't almost get it either, did he? You didn't. Almost got that. Or when you hit a shot and somebody says, yeah, not bad. You think, wait a minute, I creamed that. <laughs> I, t- I tell you, I went, to, I went to the range. Did you? Last week. Because you were off for a couple of days. I was off for a couple of days and I went to strike balls at Glen Eagles and I put down an eight iron, a couple down there. Took out my four iron, right down the middle, threw the four iron down, took out my three wood and annihilated one to the bottom of the range. I thought, I don't need to practice. Genuinely, waste of time. What? Phenomenal. Because you're that good. So I'm that good. My golf has carried over. I mean, I know I've only hit this year about 40 shots in a range. <laughs> It's not left Some me. Some 40 shots though, eh? 40 shots were just striped. An absolute stripe show. So, I think whenever you play me this year, you're just going to get pumped left, right and centre. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. I tell you, there is one clear answer to this question, which I think might segue nicely from what you just said. Right. I was stroking. Ah, oh, yeah, that's good. It's a horrible feeling, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, you think you're bounced on it. I'm stroking. Oh, no. uh, you swined twice. You were stroking twice <laughs> with your 36 handicap. That does happen yeah. quite a bit. Nice. A few others that were, were decent. Temporary greens on. Yeah. That's a horrible feeling. Also, when idiots yell out in the hole on TV, we've covered that relentlessly. That is absolutely... And technically they're out get in the hole, which is four words. Yeah. It's funny. You put out something like that, you say three words or give us your one word review. And what you typically get after that, most people follow the rules, but someone says, well, in my experience, what I've noticed is that, uh, well, the very Just worst thing can happen. Them. Yeah, exactly. Unacceptable. Exactly. Three words. Either play the game or don't play at all. Read the post. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to get involved in those conversations, jump onto facebook.com forward slash bunkered online. That is pretty much it from us for this week. The next time you hear these dulcet tones, they'll have a bit of a drawl because I'll be trying to fit in. So yeah. the Masters Commute, it's back by. I saw it. It's backed by hugely popular demand. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be, again, like the It's backed by some demand. (laughs) It'll be out every single morning when you wake up next week, Tuesday through to the following Monday, there will be little 20 minutes. That's unless you can't find your nearest exit on the flight when it's (laughs) nose diving into the Atlantic. What's my nearest exit? Splash. No, there'll be 20 minute, half an hour podcast designed to be listened to whilst you're going to work or sitting around or skiving or whatever. We'll have them for you every 
single morning and I'll be bringing on some very special guests. And they are great. I have to say, I enjoyed them last year. I thought you oh, were doing you. a great job. Well done. That's so very kind. more of the same. Oh, look at that. He's thrown in a wee compliment now after an hour and a half of a you're yes, you're this, you're that. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, thanks. That's nice. I'll, t- I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> Bryce, all that remains to say, and this is one of my favourite parts of the year, every year, enjoy the Masters. Thank you. It's going to be great fun. And to you listening, enjoy every minute. I'm looking forward to speaking to you next week from the venue itself. Thank you to Callaway. Thank you to you for listening. Until Augusta, bye-bye for now.